Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Mary Ellen Wellner, who is the Executive Director of the Champaign County Forest Preserve District. Uh, Mary Ellen, welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Fred. And I guess uh, you're soon to be the uh, ex-director. Uh, <laughs> soon. Uh, right. Talk a little bit about that. So uh, retired, re retired director as opposed to ex-director. I, I like oh, okay. that. I that's, like the sound of that better. <laughs> like, you're, you're not right. going to, you know, walk me out of here uh, at midnight or anything. Um, so I've been with the Forest Preserve about 14 years. Um, and actually, this is kind of my second um, career. I spent um, almost 20 years in municipal government, uh, city government, before coming to the Forest Preserve District back in 2007. I worked um, both for the city of Urbana for a little while and then for the city of Champaign for about 15 years. So, um, so that's how I started my career. Uh, but then uh, looking, looking ahead, I, you know, I, I uh, had always hoped to have a career in or a job, at least in a conservation organization, um, had always been something that was kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, so I took a little bit of a leap of faith and uh, left my, uh, what was a good job at the city of Champaign and, and came to the Forest Preserve District. Um, and it's been wonderful. So I feel like I've I've been fortunate to have two really good, um, you know, fulfilling careers that, uh, you know, most people don't get one good one in a lifetime. So I, I feel very, very uh, fortunate that way. So how, how did this opportunity with the Forest Preserve come, come about? Was it something you looked into or did they contact you or? No, I, it was, uh, I, looked, I uh, actually saw an ad, um, the Museum of the Grand Prairie, of course, it was the early American Museum back then was hiring and um, I was in a in a position, it was a part-time position and I was um, in a place um, in my life where I was able to uh, take a kind of a step back from full-time work. Um, and so I thought, well, I, you know, that sounded like a really interesting position at the, at the Early American Museum. It was a way to get into the Forest Preserve District. Um, you know, I had never even considered museum work, um, but you know, it, I had been there, and it was—it's a, a great um, museum, a great institution. And uh, Cheryl Kennedy was the um, director there at the museum at the time. She hired me. I, um, you know, greeted people at the door, um, but also she had me working on grants, which was really one of the things I love to do that was I did a lot of grant work grant work at the cities um, and so Cheryl knew about my background and had me writing grants for the museum that only lasted about a year uh, and then they decided to bring on a full-time grant writer for the forest preserve district uh, Jerry Padgett then hired me over here to the to the headquarters um, facility and that's where I've been working ever since well, how did your previous jobs help you when you got into the Forest Preserve, or was it just so much different that it was kind of almost like starting over again? No, it really wasn't like starting over again. Obviously, the subject matter, I, I was in affordable housing community development at the cities, um, so the subject matter obviously was very different. Um, but working for government, local government, uh, is not that different, you know, one from another. You still work for a board. 
Uh, you, you know, you gather information uh, to provide to the board to make good decisions, uh, regardless of what the what the subject is. So it's not, you know, you do. Uh, I did rely very heavily on my work with the city, um, and it's uh, the city of Champaign is a great organization. It was a great organization under Steve Carter. It, re it remains that way under Dorothy David. Um, you know, they have very good processes in place for. Um, for pro providing information both to the public and to the board for making good decisions. And so a lot of that, those skills that I learned, how to write good memos, how to write good grants, um, I learned that at the city and was able to transfer that, those skills over here to the Forest Preserve District. And I think it's made that, it made that transition so much easier. Now that's not to say I didn't have to learn the subject matter. Um, you know, I don't have a career, I don't have a, a degree in um, natural resources or environmental education or anything like that. So I did, but you know, that's where having the staff here at the Forest Preserve District that we do that are really knowledgeable in their particular uh, fields, it made it very easy for me to find the people that I needed to find who knew the subject matter well enough for me to write those grants. And really having that experience as a grant writer allowed me to work with everybody across the district. I worked with natural resources staff. I worked with the museum and education staff. Um, I worked with the operations staff, depending upon which grant I was working on. And so I had that ability, that opportunity to, um, to really learn all aspects of the district um, so that when this opportunity to move into more of an administrative role um, came up, I felt like I had a good base of knowledge upon which to draw. So um, it, the way things worked out, it, it you know certainly wasn't planned kind of in the way that it, it, things worked out for me, but it, um, I don't think I could have planned it as well as, as it actually happened. So talk a little bit about the, the process of moving up. I mean, you say when you started, I mean, you were basically a person that would greet people at the door and <laughs> Uh, retire as the executive director, right. <laughs> like going from one level to the lowest yeah, level yeah. to the highest level. Yeah, that's that is kind of funny. Um, it, you know, as I mentioned, I you know, I was in a position at that time in my life when I came to the Forest Preserve that I really did need to um, sort of take a step back and re reevaluate things. I had well, both my parents had recently passed away, and I was I was ready to um, just to just to take slow down just a little bit. Um, I knew it would be a temporary, um, you know, sort of slowing down process. I still had a long way to go till retirement. Um, but, um, but it, I mean, it was, yeah, I was, I knew I wouldn't probably be in that, in that role for very long. Um, and Cheryl recognized that too. I mean, she knew that, that really it was the grant writing piece of it that, um, that I think she hired before I was, you know, part of that part of the role um, as as that person at the museum is to run a is to run the gift store. Well, I was really pretty bad at that. Um, you know, I, I I retail has never been my my cup of tea. So um, she, she she certainly didn't hire me for my for my retail experience. <laughs> so talk about your your duties as executive director. What what all are, are your responsibilities? Well, I, over, I oversee the organization, um, but as I said, you know, the staff here 
um, they're so well qualified, so capable um, that that part of my job is really very easy. Um, but I also, I mean, I, my uh, role is to make sure that our board of commissioners um, has the best possible information to make good decisions about how these lands that are the forest preserves are managed. Um, so if we have, for example, opportunities to expand, uh, you know, somebody may come to us, offer some land, you know, as a donation or something like that. Um, you know, it's our job as staff to determine, does that piece of land make sense for us to own? You know, is it something that we can uh, successfully steward? Is it, is it land that has the potential to offer valuable uh, habitat for um, native flora and fauna? You know, those are the kinds of decisions that we as an organization make. And I, you know, ultimately have responsibility to make sure that I have sought out the best possible information so that the board is well equipped to make those kinds of decisions. And as you know, in uh, last year uh, was, a, was a pretty complicated and unusual year for the Forest Preserve District, just like really for everyone, both in terms of uh, what we went through with COVID, um, with the, you know, during the pandemic. So my role through that process was to make sure that we knew uh, what was required of us from the state of Illinois, what those mandates were from the state. Um, and when the mandates weren't clear, which was often the case, um, there was some interpretation that could be made uh, going to the public health district or going to, you know, wherever we needed to go to figure out how we could keep visitors safe here at the Forest Preserve District. So, um, you know, both visitors to our indoor facilities and outdoors, um, but also figure out what we needed to do to keep our staff safe. So those kinds of, you know, that was a, that was something we've, as you're running an organization, I mean, nobody has a, has a, um, a playbook, you know, for that kind of thing. So that was all a whole new learning process. Um, and then in the midst of that, we, we decided to go to, to public referendum. Well, we didn't decide it in the midst. We'd actually been planning it for a couple of years. It's just that um, COVID came up sort of in the midst of that planning process. Um, and that was, an, you know, that was another that was a, a big, um, you know, a new, a unique experience for this organization. Um, it's the first time we've been, we've held a successful public referendum uh, really since we've opened our doors. Um, and so that was, that was quite, a, um, quite an undertaking for this relatively small organization that we are. And, and talk about the, the area that the Forest Preserve covers, because I mean, a lot of people might just think, well, Lake of the Woods, but I mean, there's so much more uh, beyond just what you right. have in Lake of the Woods, which is a, a huge area in and of itself. Exactly. Um, Lake of the Woods is our is, is certainly our, our most well-known preserve. It's our oldest. It opened in 1948. Um, and it is, you know, becoming as Muhammad grows, it becomes more urbanized around it. And so more people know probably of Lake of the Woods than any others. But we actually have over now over 4,000 acres across Champaign County, our largest preserve, which 
in some cases is one of our least well-known preserves because of its location is our Middle Fork River Forest Preserve at 1700 acres. That's up in the very Northeast corner of the county near Penfield. Um, and if people haven't been up to visit, you know, that's the neat thing about all the forest preserves is they're all, they all have sort of a unique um, character to them. Uh, Lake of the Woods is probably the most developed where Middle Fork, the one I was just mentioning, is perhaps our, one of our least developed because it is fairly large in size. Homer Lake, which is near in the east side of the county near Homer, um, kind of sandwiched between Homer and St. Joe, is somewhere in between. It's, uh, it's got some developed areas, it's got the natural playscape, um, but it's also got some wonderful natural areas and, and it's got some of the best hiking, I think, of all the preserves. Um, and then we have smaller, you know, smaller preserves, Sangamon River, north of Muhammad, closer to Fisher, River Bend, which is in South Muhammad. And we just opened um, a brand new preserve, small, just a little over 100, I think it's 104 acres, 100, just over 100 acres called Heron View. Um, and it is just a natural area and we intend to keep it, to keep it that way. It's got a a, a footpath, you know, a hiking trail through it. Um, we will probably develop some, we have a small parking area there now, we'll probably develop another very small parking area to provide um, access to the Sangamon River for somebody who wants to, to put in a kayak or canoe. Um, but that will be a really, you know, not very developed area, really just a natural area for um, a hike in the woods. So <laughs> these are, you know, the, the, we, you know, people come to central Illinois and they, and they do, they come from all parts of the country to go to the university and look around and see nothing but corn and soybeans and flatland. And so, but you, there, there are these jewels here in Champaign County um, that fortunately back when the Downstate Forest Preserve Act was first enacted back in the early 1900s, um, you know, people had the, the, the forethought to, to, to protect these natural areas. Um, and we're fortunate that we have them now uh, as a result of that. Now, whereabouts is Heron View located? Heron View is um, just off of 2600 North. Um, oh, I can't remember the east, the uh, north, south, uh, street, but it's it's um, it's just north of north of Muhammad um, as well. So sort of on this west, also on the Sangamon River. It's actually the fourth um, holding land holding that we'll have on the that we have on the Sangamon River. Okay, what uh, you know, obviously, the, I, I think your challenges are over the years, or at least over the last years, is pretty clear in, in, in terms of dealing with COVID. But over the other years, what are some of the biggest challenges that, that you faced? Well, the budget has always been a big challenge for the Forest Preserve District. We are, if you look at your property tax bill, uh, no matter where you live in Champaign County, we are either the, the smallest taxing entity on your bill or the second smallest. Um, and even with the referendum, um, you know, you're, we're still probably the smallest or more close to it. Um, but until we did go to the voters in November of 2020, we were really um, in, in 
sort of financial difficulty. Um, our uh, facilities here, many of them are 40 to 60 years old. And just like on a house, um, you know, things start kind of falling apart and everything seems to start falling apart all at the same time, right? So we've got a lot of infrastructure, we've got uh, dams and, and buildings and other facilities um, that were in need of restoration or repair. Um, we, and, and our existing revenue did not allow us to handle those, all of those repairs that were coming due all at the same time. And that's why we really needed, even despite the fact that it was a, a pandemic going on and, and uh, you know, we had been planning to go to the voters in 2020 for at least a couple of years, um, you know, the board thought long and hard about whether it made sense to still do that or, or to put it off. And we decided, you know, let's let the voters decide. Let's take it to the voters and decide because it really was getting to be that dire where we would have to start taking uh, facilities offline or, um, you know, closing hours at buildings. Uh, you know, we just couldn't maintain things, um, couldn't maintain the staffing, couldn't maintain the buildings the way we needed to. So. Fortunately, the voters um, approved it. We won, you know, 57%, and that will make things um, so much easier for us going forward. You know, we are now able to really start chipping away at that long list of capital projects that we um, have needed to address for some time. So it's, you know, when people ask me that question, what's been your your biggest um, challenge? It really has been. A, a financial one um, up until this time. And that's why, you know, I feel so much more comfortable leaving the forest preserve. Uh, you know, it's, it's financial, from a financial standpoint, we're in such a better position um, than we were, you know, a year and a half ago. What do you think you'll miss the most once you retire? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, the nice thing is that I, I plan, so as the executive director, I am also a member of our Forest Preserve Friends Foundation. So the, the Forest Preserve has a 501c3 foundation that uh, supports the work of the district. And we've, we've had a foundation here since the 80s. As the executive director, I sit on the, um, Friends Foundation board. And when I told the foundation I would be stepping down as the executive director, they asked me if I would stay on the foundation board, which is wonderful. It's because that allows me to still stay involved in this organization that I've come to love. Um, so I, it, it, and it also makes it a lot easier to retire because I know I won't have to miss everything, right? I mean, there's, I've made so many friends here. I love these lands. I love the, the projects that we're planning for the future. Um, and I don't have to say, well, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to see those things or be involved in those things because I still can because I'll be on the on the foundation board. So but, but it will be different not being here in this chair and, um, you know, having that firsthand uh, involvement in in those projects. Um, so we've got we've got a lot of exciting things still to come. Um, seeing some of these projects that we haven't been able to address, uh, we've got some uh, new projects. We you know the Middle Fork is our is, that I mentioned earlier is was designated in twenty 
2017 or 2018 as the first international dark sky park in the county or no in the state of Illinois sorry um, and we're making some improvements there because visitation has gone up so much since that designation that we are adding some additional campsites uh, making some accessibility improvements and just making it generally a even better place for stargazing. Uh, we have a grant pending with the state of Illinois for that project. So hopefully we get that funded and that'll be something to, to see. One of the projects that uh, we talked about during the referendum was the restoration of Willow Pond, which is also at Middle Fork. Um, that's a project that has been long overdue and it'll be great to see us complete that. Um, so those are just a couple of, you know, finishing out the KRT, the, the Kickapoo Rail Trail. We still have oh, five, I think almost five miles in Champaign County left to build. Um, so there's just a lot of exciting projects yet to, yet to accomplish and I'll get to stay and be a part of that on the foundation board. Well, I imagine one of the nice things is you'll have more time to just actually get out and, and enjoy. Uh, that, that's true and everything instead of having to, to worry about uh, getting back to your job <laughs> that's right and I and I will definitely do that I was joking with the had a little lunch lunch here yesterday as kind of a goodbye for me with the other staff and um, you know they said oh, I, you know when you come and hike the trails are you going to be taking notes on things that we need to address <laughs> I said no that's what I get to not do now I don't have to worry about you know, making those kinds of notes and reporting back to people. I just get to take a hike like everybody else. If you would, th think back to your teenage years. What At that point, where did you see your career going? What what were you <laughs> what, what were you hoping to do? And then how did that all kind of uh, work out? Wow. You know, I, I still look, when I look back on this, I so I came to the University of Illinois. That's how I ended up here. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, and I changed my major four times at the university. I, so I started out in, um, actually wanted to be an, an eye doctor when I was a, like a teenager. Is that crazy? <laughs> and then I thought, you know, okay, that doesn't feel like a good fit. And then I went into finance and thought I would be, a, I don't know what, a banker or something. And, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll go to law school. Um, so I don't know, you know, I think it's crazy that we ask kids at the age of, 17 or 18 to figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. Um, but I ended up in sort of a governmental, you know, political science, but I was taking courses in government. And I, that's where I loved, I found that to be so interesting. And so that's how the, the job opened up for me. It was really kind of an internship at the city of Urbana in community development work. Um, and my, you know, I have other um, family members who were in, who worked in uh, local government. Um, so it was kind of in, the, you know, that idea was not foreign to me, but um, I didn't necessarily expect to go that route. And I, as, you know, looking back, I couldn't be more delighted the way things turned out. So once you're officially retired, do you, you have a to-do list already that uh, things you're, you're going to do or you just take some time <laughs> and enjoy life for a while? Well, and um, people, I've talked to a lot of people who are either recently retired or have been retired for a while. And so many people have said, don't jump right into anything right away. Um, and I could see myself doing that. I could see myself 
some opportunity coming up and me saying yes to it. But I have kept that advice in the back of my head. And so I think I will take some downtime and figure out what it is I want to do. Um, and I don't see myself not either consulting or working somewhere part-time, um, but also, you know, the things I love to do outside of work, like garden and ride my bicycle and, um, you know, and hike and be out in nature. So I plan to do a lot more of that. Just have some time to relax too. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I appreciate your time today. We've been talking with Mary Ellen Wellner, who will soon be the retiring director of the Champaign County Forest Preserve District. Before I let you go, anything else? Any other thoughts or comments you would like to add in closing? No, I would just encourage people, you know, if they haven't been to, many people have been to maybe one or two of the preserves, the one maybe that's closest to their home. Um, but I would encourage people to get on our website, ccfpd.org and look at some of the other locations that we own and manage um, and, and visit some of the preserves maybe that they haven't visited because there's a lot to offer here in Champaign County and uh, people certainly should take advantage of it before the weather turns too cold to, to do that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time and I hope you have a wonderful and uh, joyous retirement. Well, thank you, Fred. I appreciate you asking me to be on your, on your show here. You bet. We'll be in touch. Bye. Okay.